He started out being the pioneer of Airbnb arbitrage, and now he has over 20 streams of passive income. We've got Brian Page, the man and the myth legend here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals. The best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Big opportunity here to get Mount for three months for free. Have you even checked out Mount yet? If you haven't, you need to. Extra streams of revenue, unique amenities for your guests, and absolutely no risk. Think about it this way, offering bikes, golf carts, kayaks, paddle boards, and so much more to your guests with none of the liability while getting paid for those extra amenities. And Mount takes care of everything, payments, insurance, GPS tracking, and there's no cost to get started. You can start making as much as $300 or more per door per month. If you sign up with Mount right now, you're going to get a free consultation and that free three months, absolutely no risk. It's worth it. Go check it out. Just go to the show notes to get your free three months started. Hey, Fearless community, before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you now have the chance to get direct access to me in order to grow and strengthen your short-term rental business. How? The Six Figure Formula Membership. I'm the only one in this space offering this value-packed membership for a stupid, stupid low price of $49 per month, and you get access to me, my podcast guests, you get to be a part of our amazing private community, you get our full A to Z business in a box STR kickstart course, and maybe most exciting, especially for me, you get exclusive discounts that we worked for months to get that no one else is getting out there. Price Labs, AirDNA, NoiseAware, HostAway, and so many more at your fingertips. This offer will be open to the public November 4th, but you can get on our wait list right now and get the first three days for free if you click on the wait list form in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley, and I'm super excited. And uh, I mentioned it here in this interview, kind of a fanboy moment. When I first got started in arbitrage, it was 2019, I bought someone's course and shortly after I bought that course, this guy named Brian Page just started popping up everywhere. It was on Facebook ads and YouTube ads and everything. And it was with an interview he did with Grant Cardone. And, and that was at that moment when I kind of realized like, wow, I'm really in a booming industry with Airbnb and short-term rentals and especially not having to own it because here's this guy, Brian, that is doing some major things and helping a ton of people. And now he's here with us on the Fearless Investor Podcast, talking about his brand new book, Don't Start a, high, a Side Hustle, Start This Instead. He's gonna show you how to be able to get it. Um, in fact, if you're watching the replay on this, it probably already has been released, but you're gonna get a ton of extra resources that he doesn't give to anyone else as a thank you for being a part of the Fearless Investor community. And also as a thank you, by the way, in case you don't know, Price Labs is one of our partners. And as a thank you for being partnered with us, they're giving you not only a free 30-day trial to start their dynamic pricing program, but also a free training so that you can make sure you know exactly how to be able to set it up when you get started. So all you have to do is go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash price labs to start dynamically pricing all your properties. You're losing hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a monthly basis. If you're trying to manually price, you need to use price labs. Go get it started right now at fearlesskyle.com forward slash price labs. With further ado, 
Let's get to it with Brian Page. Hey guys, welcome in. We're live here on Airbnb Masterminds with Brian Page. And Brian, man, I, I, like I told you right before we got on this, I'm fanboying a, a little bit here because first person I heard short-term rentals from was, was not you, but you were the second person. And then I saw all the things that you were doing. And I saw that famous, you know, Grant Cardone line of we're talking significant income, you know, <laughs> and that, that's everything. I, I, and if any of you are here and you're wondering, hey, who's Brian? I'm sure if you've ever typed into Google Airbnb, you've eventually saw Brian's uh, ad, especially on YouTube. And uh, yeah, man, just just really honored to have you in here. And I know you're going to provide massive value and you've got some exciting things going on, though. Welcome in, man. Yeah, thank you. Good to be here. And I understand this is the largest uh, community of its kind on, on Facebook, which is absolutely epic. So uh, I'm glad to be here. Tashiana just commented, she said, Brian's been around for a minute. He has one of my students in his course. So you, you're touching a lot of lives, man. And that just gives yeah. people an idea right away. First comment up here, people know what you're doing and how you're helping. So, you know, let, let's uh, just really quick here before we jump in, give some of the background. And, and I know you've got an awesome book that we're going to be talking about today. I know you've got tons of streams of income. You're not just doing short-term rentals, but let's go back to like the very beginning before you got into short-term rentals and started really focusing on wealth and sure let's let's hear some of the the struggles leading up to where you're at today yeah so you know one of the most influential books on my life has always been rich dad poor dad you know robert kiyosaki and i read that book gosh it was like right out of college and i thought you know what that might be the path for me real estate you know so i started uh just devouring every book i could read and every course i could take on real estate and became a real estate investor right out of college. And um, I made a goal to become a millionaire in my 20s with real estate. And I did it right before my 30th birthday. Nice. And I quit, I quit my job at that point and was living off the cash flow. Now, there was no short-term rentals back then. So it was way pre-Airbnb. Uh, and I was living off those properties. And I wasn't making a ton of money. I was making enough. And I had a, I had a duplex I was living in. I was living upstairs, renting out the downstairs. And uh, I was living there for free. And I know you've, you've done that kind of stuff, house hacking. And so I had enough money and enough uh, cash flow to be able to just kind of not spend any time working. And I started traveling the world and living this incredible lifestyle. And that was the first time I had that taste of like the passive, what I call the passivepreneur lifestyle. Mm. And that was amazing because I was like, I'm never going to have a job again. Well, I didn't know that the, the big real estate crash was right around the corner. And I thought I was just a genius because every piece of property I bought went up in value. And like right now, <laughs> yeah. people probably think they're geniuses as well. But the hard reality was we were set for a huge reset. And when that reset happened, I lost uh, all my property. I actually ended up $1.3 million in the hole. I got a letter from the IRS saying I owed $1.3 million, not to mention all the creditors that were after me and uh, and all the, you know, I just lost everything. I, I was, mm. I was uh, financially as, as bad as it could be. And I had to go get a job. And so that was full circle for me from going, being a hotshot young, you know, guy that was successful to going back to having to get a job just to pay the bills. And so that was my first taste of that. And yeah. I knew I wanted that again. And that set me on the path to try to figure out how to do passive income again, but this time more than just one source. So we've heard it from so many people, um, but it's always interesting for me to hear the take on 2008 and the things that were learned from that yeah. situation. So you hear about all these people that accumulate wealth in 2000, from 2005 to 2007, and then lead up to 2008, they, they lose it all. What, what do you look back on at that moment that you said, if I would have done this, I wouldn't have had to lose it all. What was that? What's that difference maker that maybe you are applying to what you're doing today? That's one of the best questions I've been asked. And I think it's one of the most important questions. So two of my favorite words and most powerful words, period, in business are asset allocation. Mm -hmm. That's very fancy words for saying 
you know, the, the net, the, the baskets you put your money in. Now at the time I had all my money in real estate, all my money was tied or directly tied to real estate. I didn't invest in, into any other asset classes. I wasn't in stocks. I didn't have gold. I didn't have, there was no crypto back then. I didn't have different asset classes. And that was the problem because had I just spread that money around a little bit, I probably would have been fine. So nowadays I would advise anybody to not put all their money in one asset class because asset classes go up and they go down. As everybody knows, it's feeling crypto right now. You know, yeah. You're rich one day and poor the next. And to believe that that's not going to happen again in real estate, I think it's naive. I think we will go through booms and busts that will never, that will never cease to be the case. So you just, have, you got to be prepared. Um, I, I learned that. I also learned that I don't like debt. It's controversial. Some people love debt and some people don't. I, the only kind of debt I like is, is a debt that I don't have to sign my personal name to as in commercial uh, real estate. So I live debt free and and everything I have is paid for and I'm 100% ready for the next uh, end of the world crash. So that's kind of where I live uh, and what I believe and, and it just helps me sleep at night to know that I don't owe anybody anything. But there is good debt and bad debt. I'd, I'd be happy to talk about that. But that that was kind of the main lessons that I took out of that. And it was also put me on that path to, be, to getting into short-term rentals as well. Okay, cool. So yeah, setting yourself up now, you have to go back and get a job, but you had this taste of traveling, yeah. you had that taste of freedom and, and you got, you know, you you made your first million before 30. So you, you hit some really impressive things that a lot of people don't hit in their entire lifetime, but that, that taste now had you kind of eager to get back in. So what happened after that? Yeah. So, uh, I was miserable. I was miserable. In fact, it was years. So a lot of people don't know how, how long this timeline was. Okay. This was years because Air, Airbnb didn't come out for many years later. Right. Um, and I was just kind of floating through life. I was doing random things. I was doing side hustles, you know, book plug. I was just doing random things to make money and I was hustling. I was making some money here and there, but I, I, I was, didn't have that freedom. I was working a, a full-time job and it was a well-paid job. I was making over six figures a year, uh, doing marketing actually. And, uh, but I just wasn't happy because I didn't have, my time wasn't my own. I couldn't do what I wanted to every morning. I couldn't wake up when I felt like waking up. I couldn't go just go on a six week trip overseas to go do whatever I wanted to and not, not check my emails and stuff. So I was just kind of miserable. And finally, uh, it all happened kind of on a chance encounter. I was on a plane. I was traveling for business, which I had to do to go to conferences once in a while. And I sat down next to a guy and looked a very wealthy guy, had a hundred thousand dollar watch on his wrist and started telling me he was an angel investor in companies. And he just asked me about what I was up to. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I don't know. I got this little Airbnb thing. I got this room in my apartment because I was renting. I didn't have a house. I didn't own anything. And I had this little room that I was renting out and I told him about it. He was so fascinated about what I was doing. And he kept asking me all these questions. And I was like, well, why does this guy care? Like, he's, he's not going to do this at his house. Why does he ask me all these questions? And finally, I was like, dude, why are you, why are you so interested in this? I don't get it. And he said, well, because I think you're sitting on something really big. This is a big wow. opportunity. And I said, well, yeah, duh. I, I mean, if I had more properties, it would be big. And I can't buy properties. I don't have credit. I don't have any money. I, I don't even want to buy properties again. <laughs> and he said, no, no, Brian, it's not about owning. It's about controlling. Mm. Control properties, then you can scale this thing. And I, one little idea, I went home and immediately started getting properties from owners, getting them on board, renting their properties, putting them on Airbnb and scaling that business. And at, very quickly, in just a few months, made enough to, to completely, uh, way more than I was making on my job and all my side hustles because I had automated it at that point. I was able to walk away from all that stuff. And then that led in all kinds of other opportunities. But that was kind of the turning point for me, realizing you can be an owner of assets, but you can also be a controller of other people's assets. And both of those can create passive income. So I, I need to ask a clarifying question there. Is is that where arbitrage came from for you? Or had you actually done any Airbnbs or short-term rentals with properties that weren't yours at that point? No, no. This was 
knew. I mean, in fact, it was 2015, maybe. I mean, it was it was a while ago. I knew that nobody was teaching it because I had gone onto YouTube looking for videos to teach me how to do this model. I was like, how do I scale my Airbnb business? How do I how do I do arbitrage? Whatever. There was not a single video, not one, nothing. Nobody was teaching it. And I was like, well, wow. either I'm really an idiot or this is a huge opportunity. And so I just put my head down, went to work, was scaling my business, building it up and all that kind of stuff and writing down everything I was doing because I thought one day somebody's going to pay me money to learn how to do this. And so that led into the next mode. And I talk about these three things in my book, that there's three different types of passivepreneurs. There's the owners, there's the controllers, and there's the creators because we live in a sharing economy and we live in a creator economy. The old economy is you buy something and it makes passive income. You own things. That's kind of the Kiyosaki model. But we're also in these two new worlds. And so I very quickly found out what I could create that could make passive income for me. And that was the very first course that I launched. And that was back in 2015. It took a while to dial it in. It really took a while to kind of figure out how to do that whole thing. But when it dialed in, you know, I did uh, immediately from the very first time I ever presented that course, it did a million dollars in the first six weeks. And to this day, it's like 16 million in sales passively. It still sells. We still sell that course, you know, every week. I have new content going in there from my my coaches, but I don't actively put content in there. So it's a truly passive source of income for me. And so that led into this whole creator thing, which I learned you can create digital assets and digital products and things that can pay you passively over and over again. Well, and what a great story to show what disruption to the market can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like one idea you go and search for it. You can't find the answer to that. And so not only disruption, but also abundance mindset, right? Like not only are you going and doing this and thinking to yourself, hey, wow, I found gold, but hey, I can go share this gold and help other people, yeah. right? And what has that done for you? Rather than you having, I think you said at one point you were up to hundred properties on Airbnb. Like you didn't just get the hundred properties. You got hundred properties plus $16 million worth of course sales yeah. because you went yeah. out and shared something. And no, I never had that. I never had that many properties, but I, okay. I got up to, you know, I was doing about a few hundred thousand dollars that first year passively. The only reason I did the course was because so many people were asking me, how are yeah. you doing what you're doing? Because as soon as I got to my level of what I wanted, I was like, okay, that's enough. I just took off and started traveling. And I was going like, I was going like 16 countries at a time, like one trip, 16 countries. I was going all over the world and having a blast. And just all the time in the world to do whatever I wanted to do. And everybody's like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? And, <laughs> and that's when I thought, man, if all these people are asking me these questions, I've got something that people want. And so that was where I started thinking about the new vehicle that I could launch that would make me passive income. So that's been my life is just stacking up these passive income vehicles over and over and over again. I have about 23 right now. That's awesome. Well, and, and Brian, something that I talk about a lot and, and a lot of people know that I I'm a huge advocate of of the abundance mindset, but I mean, yeah. what you've what you've got going on right now is you've now taken it from short term rentals and it's expanded into just overall wealth. And like you were telling me before we started this, uh, you have over 20 streams of income, and that's along the lines of what you're teaching in in this book. Don't start a side hustle. Uh, yes. Do this instead. By the way, guys, I just dropped that link in the comments. So make sure to go get the book. It is pre-order only right now. Uh, November 8th, am I right, is when it comes out? Yes, November 8th. And you didn't give them the link to Amazon, did you? Uh-oh. Yes, I did. Okay, so like, don't don't go to Amazon. I'll explain why in a minute. Don't get okay, the book. You want me to somebody... delete that that comment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I go, I've got somewhere better to go with you get the book for the same price, but I'm going to give you a whole bunch of things that you can't get on Amazon. So for the same price as Amazon. Okay. Got it. Then I, yeah, I no, deleted no, the no comment problem. for now and then we will, we will get into the other stuff. But tell me a little bit more. So you mentioned in this book, you talk about, uh, what was it? The owner, the controller and the creator. Yeah. What are some other concepts behind this book that people are going to get from it? Okay. So let's start at the high level because everybody 
usually starts off with like, why did you call it that? Why are you saying don't start a side hustle? Isn't Airbnb a side hustle? Right. So the de- the difference between a side hustle and passive income, which is what the con- the, the concept behind this book, is that a, si- a side hustle is dependent on you. It's your efforts, your time, you know, it's all you. If you stop hustling, you stop making money. So let me give you an example of, of a side hustle that's very popular, Uber. Mm. You know, Uber, a lot of people have done it. I did it at a certain point to make extra money years ago. So did uh, I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have done Uber, right? It's fun. Why, why not try it? So an Uber is like where you stop, if your butt's not in the seat, you're not making money. It's not passive. It can't be, uh, well, I mean, I guess it could be passive. I know a guy that has cars and he rents the cars out to people and he makes money passively on the cars. But uh, but generally it's not, it's a side hustle. The difference between that and passive income, passive income by definition means you can remove yourself from the processes, from the management, from the day to day, and it still makes money without you. So when I automated my Airbnb business, which I've seen a lot of people not do, then it becomes hands-off. And so now I've gone even a step beyond that. I invest equity, I invest cash into short-term rental businesses and I get my money back immediately, you know, on the investment that I make, first money comes back to me and then I make passively a percentage of all revenue forever on those units. So that's an example where I write a check and it's passive. I mean, it's totally passive. So the idea here is that you want to find vehicles that have the potential to go exponential in income because if they don't go exponential, don't even touch it. So a job is not exponential income, even if you're a surgeon, because if you're making 500,000 years a surgeon, you're not going to make 5 million the next year. You can't make 10x the next year. You're probably not an exponential income bracket or income opportunity. So you want to look for things that can go exponential in income, but also exponentially down in time invested. Yeah. So the amount you make per hour invested goes to the moon. So I spent a lot of hours to create my course. I spent a lot of hours to write this book, but now this book is done. It will sell over and over and over again, hopefully become a bestseller. We just became Amazon number one bestseller last week, but if we become a New York times or whatever the lists are, this book will make me a small royalty, not much on every single sale for the, however many years it's selling. But inside this book, once you get this book, there's a QR code. Now, if you scan that QR code and you're a reader and you go to the website where I give you all the resources, including my favorite passive income vehicles, guess what happens if you buy any of those things or you sign up for any of those services? Ryan gets a little commission and I'm very open about this in the book. So there are actually 10 different sources of income within this book. So this book, I'll make more money from what's in the book than the book because you don't make a lot of money as a, you know, from the publisher as a writer. Writing is not a lot of money. So this is an example of a passive income vehicle. Yes, it took me time and involvement to make it, but this is an asset now that pays me over and over and over again, passively for many, many years, maybe decades, depending on how successful the book is. So this is the idea behind what I teach is you got to find these right vehicles. And most people are just in the wrong vehicle. They're either in a job that's all about them or they're in a hustle. They either work for somebody else or they work for themselves. doesn't matter if you work for yourself or somebody else, you're still working. Why work? That's my whole concept behind this book. Okay. So Airbnb Masterminders, I want you to comment right now, if you're listening in, based on the description that Brian just gave is either passive income. It does not rely on you. You have someone or some systems going out and doing it for you versus a side hustle where it relies on you. What is your Airbnb business right now? Is it a side hustle or is it a passive income? Comment right now. I want to see where people are at. My gut tells me most people are going to say, or if they're honest with themselves, have to say side hustle because that's where we all start. Just like what you said, you made you made the book, you made the course. You also had to make all the systems within your business when you started. And then yeah. when you actually get to a certain income level, right? And a certain level that you can actually teach other people because you've done it, now you can start to offload those things. So can you tell us about another stream of income that you have that you've done that with? Love it, love it. Yeah, let me give you an example. Okay, so right here, I have a uh, swag. 
Okay. This is brand new. I've got all kinds of passivepreneur swag. I got t-shirts, I got hoodies, you name it. Now I don't produce these. I don't ship them. I don't collect the money for them. I don't have a warehouse full of these. I didn't even design it. I think I took a day to just come up with the idea, got a designer, said, look, just put this on a bottle and let's sell it. Okay. So now every time somebody goes to my website and buys one of these, I make some money. And the time involvement was a few hours on one day to set it off and have a whole store. Okay. That's an example of private labeling. You do private labeling. Uh, that's a great way. Now, of course, you have to have an audience. You have the people that want to buy your stuff and all that kind of thing. Let me give you another example. There's many of these. So that's an example of, you could put that under, under the controller category. Okay, I control these products. I didn't create them. I didn't design them. I don't produce them in a warehouse. Amazon does the same thing, by the way. When Amazon, Amazon doesn't have warehouse, it doesn't have factories. All they have is warehouses. They don't have factories where they make stuff. They stamp their name on somebody else's product. Mm -hmm. They do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of companies do, a lot of brands do this. You'd be surprised which brands do this that you probably are very loyal to. They don't make anything. So and another example is, uh, let me give you one, which is great, is spreadsheets. So I once paid $500 for a spreadsheet that would help me calculate my profitability on different products in my company. And when I bought that spreadsheet, I looked at it, I realized it was nothing more than a Google sheet. And I was like, dang, okay. But it was valuable to me. It was actually yeah. worth more than the $500 I paid. And that guy made millions with that little spreadsheet that wow. did something that no one else could do. So that's an example where he's using something that basically was free to produce, or, or I mean, it was a, a tool that has no cost basis. So every time he sells one, it's pure profit. I created a and uh, b deal analyzer, which is a, a glorified calculator that tells you to the penny what you can earn on an Airbnb unit after you pay for rent, after you pay for all utilities, after you, you know, you calculate the day rate and the weekend rate and slide everything. It's got these cool, you know, dials and everything. And I just needed that. I needed that in my own business. So I had to make it. So I hired two guys in India to create it. Cost me maybe $1,800 to create. That one product has done $600,000 in sales since I created it. And it's passive. I haven't touched it in... I haven't touched it in years. So that's another example. So there's these kind of assets, digital assets that, that you can make. And there's, I can go on and on and on with all these ideas that you could do. But the idea here is that you can create something one time that pays you over and over again. And it would make sense to spend your time doing that and not working and not yes. exchanging your time for uh, your time for money or even entrepreneurship. And I hate to bust everybody's bubble, but the average entrepreneur right now in, in the US makes $72,000 a year. They make 72,000 a year and they work more hours than the nine to fiver. So the kind of person that works 80 hours to avoid working 40 to make 72,000 a year, they're not getting rich. So entrepreneurship is just fooling yourself into you own your own job. I'm my own boss. I'm a boss babe. But the, you know, they're working their asses off for not much money. Yeah. So entrepreneurship can also be a trap as well. If you don't own the company, own the business, you're operating in it. Yeah. And I think the E-Myth is a good book for, for that concept, very right? Good. Because most people end up being the 99% that are either in it or managing it, but very few okay. actually end up being the true entrepreneur and very being true. able to walk away and see it still grow. Great question here. And I'm going to butcher the name. I apologize. Mariki, uh, those are great ideas, but how do you go about marketing and getting those sold if you don't have a platform like you? That's a great question. Well, some of these require platforms. Some of these require following. Some of them do not. Airbnb is a great example. I wasn't born with an email list. I wasn't born with anybody knowing, knowing who I was. And when I was an expert in Airbnb, I, I, I didn't have any qualifications to be one other than the fact that I had some experience doing it. So you, there's many ways that you can create, you can, do, you, can, uh, you can get passive income vehicles that don't require that. So as an example, uh, one of the best ways I know of is, is Airbnb arbitrage, where in 30 days or less, you could be profitable on a property that you don't own. 
doesn't take a lot of money. Just take some sweat, sweat equity and some time and boom, you have, you have passive income. Uh, you can invest um, into uh, as a limited partner. So let's say you had cash, but you didn't have a lot of time. You could write a check. I just funded a four bedroom, four bath unit in uh, Atlanta. Never been there. Don't know anything about Atlanta. I mean, I've been to Atlanta. I haven't been there for this property. I invested with a, a student who's got that deal and I'm going to make a chunk of money every single month on that property. And I get my investment back immediately and it's totally hundred percent passive. And so you could do that with a little bit of money. You can invest passively like that. That doesn't require an audience. So there's many, many different ways you can do this that don't require you to be known or anything like that. That's good. What is your favorite of all your 23 streams? What is your favorite? Doesn't have to be the most profitable, just- Yeah, yeah. Excite you. I would say I love affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is great. Affiliate marketing just means you have the permission to sell someone else's products or services. You know, you don't have to have a big list. I mean, people say, well, you have an email list. You know, and every time I send an email, boom, you know, I can make money, which is true. But even if you had a hundred people on an email list, I mean, how much effort does it take to get a hundred people on an email list and you sell them a thousand or $2,000 product, someone else, somebody else's product, and they give you the emails and you send it out and you say, uh, you know, Joe has a great course on flipping houses, go check it out. And just 4% of those people, four of them end up buying that thousand dollars. You just made $2,000 yeah. right there. And you could do that every month with a hundred person list. Imagine if you had a thousand or 10,000. So it does involve building a list granted, but you can do that many different ways. So affiliate uh, marketing is great if you believe in the product and it's something that you want to sell and promote and you didn't create the product. You don't have to fulfill the product. You don't have, it's, you just literally send emails and that that's it. That's the whole thing, right? Unless you do a presentation like we're doing right here, you know, or you, you get interviewed by somebody. So, um, so that's another great example, affiliate marketing. And it's, it's, it's a very low barrier of entry for almost anybody who become an affiliate. Cool. So I'm going to guess, I already know the answer to this question, but We've been talking about ways to do all this and mm -hmm. you should build a platform. You should build a list. You talk about in the book, how to do those things. Do, you're asking me, do I? Yeah. In the book, do you teach how to do those things in the book? No, I don't. I actually give you a path to whether or not you're going to become an owner, creator, or controller. Okay. So I don't break down because there's like hundreds of ways to make passive income, many of which I've never tried. I mean, I'm, I've met people that are passivepreneurs and I'm like, how are you doing? That's amazing. Like, I've never even heard of that because it's not something that people really talk about, right? They talk about entrepreneurship, but they don't talk about this whole another world. So in the book, what I do is I give you the high level strategies to be able to say, if you have money, go this path. Like if you have money, if you have cash, obviously you're going to deploy that by buying an asset. You could buy a business, you could buy a, a car wash, you could buy a, a vending machines, you could buy automated businesses, you could buy commercial real estate, residential real estate. Boom, you have cash flow immediately. For those who don't have money or you're starting out and you're broke, like I was starting over a couple of times in my life, you need to create assets or control assets. That's that's it. If you don't have the ability to borrow money or go into debt or have down payment on something, generally it's going to be a little more difficult to buy. Not that you can't buy assets, but it's going to be more difficult. So it might be better just to create something. And nowadays, there's a million and one things you can create. I mean, I have so many friends that have made significant amounts of money starting from zero, like zero. They don't have any that nobody knows who they are and they just create something and then sell it online, an asset that they can sell online. And that could be something as simple as a course or an ebook. Uh, it could be a membership. People pay to be in a group. There's yeah. all kinds of ways to do that. So it's just a matter of which path you want to go down. So, and, and I want to share something really quick here. And in, in this time, I want everyone to start flooding Brian with your questions. We got another about 10, 15 minutes here. Start commenting. Uh, I know you've got more. Dan, I see your question. I'm going to ask that here in a second. Brian, my, my epiphany moment for me uh, on all these things that you're talking about came when I was 26 years old. I had never heard the word passive income. 
thought, you yep. know, my dad was, if we were to look at the E-Myth, my dad was the operator of his business. He owned the yep. business, but he had to be there to make money. So I just always assumed in order to make money, you just have to work the 40 hours a week. And then one day you get to retire. But I got into a multi-level marketing company for the first time, which a lot of people say, uh, stay away from those. But that was a big moment. That changed my life. What I learned through, through MLM. Absolutely. It was, yeah. And, and that's, and that's, I guess for me, that was the change for me is I heard this term passive income. I said, yeah. what do you mean you can make money in your sleep? And no, the passive income multi-level marketing stream didn't work out that way for me where I was making millions. Same story. I yeah. never made any money with it, but it changed my per personal. It, it changed that that mindset, right? Okay. So it sound, was that your moment or did you hear about passive income? Like what was that moment that really mm -hmm. you just thought to yourself, I'm never working a, a day again in my life. I'm only creating, controlling, or owning. That was it. I mean, it was in high school. Wow. I got I got into a couple of different uh, network marketing companies, never could crack the code on how to make money with it. And that's a good warning for people. So I actually yeah. talk about this. So whenever you ask, whenever you're wondering if a, an opportunity is legit, make sure that you're not taking that advice from the person that's going to benefit from what they're saying. In other words, the people that were trying to get me in these companies were telling me it works and it's awesome. Yeah. You got to get in that you know, they want to get my money. I would rather talk to people that are already in it that are doing it. So like, if you're wondering, is the Airbnb model really work or the short-term rental, just talk to people that are already doing it. Find out how they're doing. They have nothing to gain by you doing it or not doing it. So you gotta be really careful who you take your advice from. But I think that's where it started. That was when I started saying that I never wanna have a job. I never wanna work for anybody else. Um, now that was way too early to understand there was more to it than just buying assets. Cause Kiyosaki talks about that. He said, the rich buy assets, the poor and middle-class do not. I agree with that, but you don't have to buy assets anymore. You don't have to buy anything, honestly, to make ca uh, uh, passive cash flow. So I think there's more to it than that now, the world that we live in now. So that's kind of why I'm expanding this into all the other opportunities that are out there. And I, I love the idea of having a lot of money, net worth, all that kind of thing, but really cash flow is what sets you free. Cash flow is what gives you the lifestyle. It gives you the ability to wake up and say, I want to do whatever I feel like doing today. I don't have to go run a business. I don't have to go to a job. I don't, you can do whatever you want to every single day. And that's what makes you wealthy is having um, not just a lot of, uh, of, of cash flow, but a lot of time, a lot of choice. That, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Speaking my language, man. I love it. Okay. So I want you to share your screen uh, or at least share people, oh, yeah. with people what, uh, where they need to go to get these resources, to get the book. And we've got a couple questions lined up that I want to make sure get asked as well. So. Okay, I'll share my screen with you real quick. So here's here's what I suggest. If you want to get this book, guys, don't go to Amazon because if you go to Amazon, all they're going to send you is a book. It comes out November 8th. Uh, if you want to get the book, go to my website. It's uh, watchfreetraining.com. Now, this is a very short, like 15-minute video. It explains more in depth what the book's all about. And uh, there's no trick to this. If you go through and watch this training, you can simply just buy the book. It's $26. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four different things, about $300 in bonuses. So you're going to get an immediate download, audiobook download, me narrating the first few chapters of this book. You're going to get a PDF download, first few chapters of the book. It is not available. It's not on Amazon. Nobody else can get this. You're also going to get a, um, a passivepreneur workshop where, I, where I, I discuss this and we go into depth, like how do you actually apply this? What do you do next? Uh, and then on top of that, you get access also to my launch team. And the launch team, uh, it, basically you have access to the entire digital version of the book before it comes out in November. So you can get an early access to the book digitally inside that group, you get uh, more access to me and all kinds of cool things that we're doing. So all four of those things are buying a $26 book, but you got to go to my website so I can get your email so I can send you all that stuff. So that's what I recommend if you want to get a copy. Again, November 8th, that comes out the actual heart, the actual real book. 
but you're going to get a sneak peek right away as soon as you uh, buy one copy here. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. So again, watch free training, easy enough to remember.com. And you can get all of those add-ons plus the book. Yeah, that's, that's great, man. Thank you for sharing that with our audience. Absolutely. Well, I hope, I hope they got value out of this and, uh, you know, I don't, I, there's books that, that teach things that are, that have inspired this book, but there's nothing quite like this that I, at least that I've found. I obviously invest a lot of money in books. Everything I've learned is from my, my growing library of, uh, of books. And I think that the best investment you can make in yourself dollar for dollar is, is books, honestly. So, uh, whether you, you know, get the audiobook or the hardcover or whatever, I think it will give you a lot of value if you're ready to start. Uh, expanding your passive income. Awesome. And for those of you that are here in Airbnb Masterminds watching live, uh, I just posted that link in the comments. If you're listening uh, after this has been recorded, it's in the show notes. So just go to your respective podcast that you're listening on and check out the show notes. Or if you're on YouTube, you can just go down to the description. Brian, I know we were talking about a lot more things than just Airbnb and whether it's arbitrage or owning the properties, but we do have a couple Airbnb related questions and, sure. um, you know, even though this is a popular thing, we still have people that are like, Hey, what is arbitrage? So in your words, not in mine, in your words, what is Airbnb arbitrage? Okay. That is, uh, arbitrage just means you have something that you can buy or acquire or control for one price and you're going to sell it in a different marketplace for a higher price. So the difference between those two, you get to keep your arbitraging it. The easiest way to explain it is if you could take a dollar and then triple that dollar on Airbnb, you get to keep whatever the difference is in profit. So if you have a thousand dollar per month rental and that's what it costs you to rent it from the owner and you put it on Airbnb and it makes 3000 when you subtract out your utilities and whatever costs you have, you get to keep that cash flow for yourself. Or you could partner with the owner, which is kind of an interesting model. You don't have to sign the lease. You can give them a little cut of the profit and they'd be willing to do something like that with you on a partnership model. But it's a great way. And also it's very fast. I mean, we're talking a matter of weeks, maybe 30 days to where you're making money right away on a property that you don't own. And it doesn't cost a lot of capital or, or big uh, down payments to be able to do it. So I love it. It's a very fast model to make cash flow. And the most important thing though, is you got to automate it. If you don't automate it, it doesn't count as a passive income vehicle. It's active. You want to remove yourself from the day-to-day -day as quickly as humanly possible so that you're not trading your time for those dollars that you're making on Airbnb. Awesome. Dan asks, Brian, what are your thoughts on arbitrage with the current economic climate risk assessment if things crash thoughts of uh on taking the risk curious on yeah. your perspective that's a great question i think everybody should be prepared for anything because we don't know right i i people say what's going to happen in the market I, who knows i mean how do i know all i know is that things there's seasons everything has a season there's winter always follows you know fall it always does after today there will be nighttime and then there'll be day tomorrow the cycles it always cycles there are good times never last and bad times never last. So you need to be prepared for anything. And I think one of the best ways you could do that is you can avoid costly entanglements, the ACE method. So make sure that anything that you're in could be, you could remove yourself from quickly. That's one thing, reason I love this model. Uh, if you're in a uh, an agreement with an owner where it's month to month, you know, you don't have any kind of long-term risk, you know, being in these properties. You know, we, we went through COVID. That was a rough, rough time for short-term rentals. That was a horrible time actually. And we survived and all of us survived that went through that most of us at least. And um, there will be other things like that in the future. You just have to prepare as best you can for them. But it's no reason to just sit on the sidelines because you can keep sitting on the sidelines, keep sitting on the sidelines. There's always something to be fearful of. Um, and you just don't know if that's going to ever happen. So you just got to go out there and do what you can do and, and prepare, realize that there will be challenging times ahead. They're, they're always around the corner. Just be prepared as you can for them. I was just in a room uh, two days ago with a really successful multifamily apartment investor. 
and he was asked the question, hey, what would you do? Would you invest right now or would you wait two or three years when all this blows over? And he says, if you're waiting two or three years, your money is sitting on the sidelines, losing value. If yep. you're continuously making calculated decisions and doing the numbers and making sure that this works within your business model, then you're always going to come out ahead because you're, you're at least putting your money to work and you can replace money with knowledge, with time, with, with anyone, with anything that's going to create uh, some wealth. So I like that perspective, man. Uh, Brianna says, I'd like to know what are some of the most important things uh, to automate your Airbnb rentals? So going back to when you first were good, getting them and wanted to automate them, what was some of the first steps that you would take? Uh, well, the first thing I did is I wrote down everything that I was doing in a typical week, everything. And I then hired somebody to be me. So I thought, you know, I'm a smart guy. So the problem is most people think nobody can do the job better than them. Right. Because I've talked to people. I, I have friend that has two or three units here in Charleston. And I'm like, why do you not have more? She's like, what do you mean? I, all my time is spent with what I do and I can't have time to, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, why do you not have more? And she just, she said, well, I, I don't trust that people are going to clean the property as good. She cleans them herself. I'm like, yeah. why would you do that? No. So you got to, first of all, be okay with the idea that maybe they might not do it as well as you, but you're not doing it to do it. You didn't start the business to do the business. You did, you started the business to make money. So you want to find somebody that can do the job as good, hopefully, or very close to as good as you can, and you pay them to take that position over, and then you remove yourself. So I'd rather have 95 cents on every dollar than 100 cents of every dollar if I have to do it myself. Yeah. So if I can find somebody for 5%, which sounds really low, but it's totally doable. I mean, nowadays, you can have a virtual assistant over in the Philippines for very, very little money that can constantly be inside your account, messaging guests, dealing with cleaners, communicating, doing all the things that you should not be doing yourself. You know, you shouldn't have to clean properties. You shouldn't have to go to properties. You shouldn't be communicating with guests, period. I mean, unless it's an absolute emergency, you should not be the one communicating with guests. All those things can be outsourced. And when you do that, doesn't care. I don't care if I get 90 cents on every dollar or 85 cents on every dollar, because if I can remove myself, then there's no limit to how many properties I can get, how, how build up, big I can build it. And that's what you want to do in any business. So the first thing you got to do is replace yourself as quickly as possible. And that's not going to happen at first. It might not happen if you have two or three listings. You have to get to a certain momentum where you're big enough and you can afford to do that. But you can't afford to stay small. As, as uh, Grant Cardone says, you can't afford to stay small. You got to get big and it gets easier as you get bigger. So I think that would hopefully answer the question that she just asked. Yeah. And, and I would also say it's not going to happen with a snap of a finger. There's going to be a crawl, walk, run process, right? Absolutely. You don't, you don't just replace yourself by giving someone a playbook and saying, go for it. Like you've got to- no, not at all. There's leadership involved. You got to be, you got to know your business inside now intimately before you can have somebody go do it as well as you do. And so there's a, there's a time period there, but I talk about this in the book, you know, it's like I had a mentor that said, would you be willing to work for three years with zero pay at the chance to make millions? Hmm. I was like, well, heck yeah. And he's like, yeah, you say that, but right around, you know, the 12th month or the 14th month, you're going to give up. You're just, there's no way you do it for free with zero dollars. That, that's kind of the mentality you have to have. I'll put in six months of hard work or a year worth of hard work, or however long it takes, because I know the potential. And most people just don't have the, the stick-to-itiveness to do that. Uh, so you have to, it, it's, a, it's exponential. It's not linear. Linear is you go to work, you get a paycheck. You go to work, you get a paycheck. You go to work, you get a promotion, you get a salary. It's all linear exponential is there's not much happening. There's not much happening. There's not much happening. Millions of dollars, you know, <laughs> if you're in the right vehicle, I mean, that's truly how it goes. Um, and, and so you have to make sure you're in the right vehicle and you're willing to be patient until things go vertical and yeah. not everybody has that. That's, that's the key distinction of most entrepreneurs and passivepreneurs versus everybody else. That hockey stick effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Brian, watch freetraining.com. 
That's where people are going to go to get the book, plus all the add-ons. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we log off here? I would just say, you know, uh, without being morbid, life is very, very, very short. You know, we don't know how, how many years we have left on this planet. You know, we don't know how many weeks or days we have left. You know, life is short. So you got to get busy figuring out how to get your time back. Uh, you know, chasing money, uh, making money is important, but your life is your time. That, that is your life. And almost nobody gets to the end of their life and says, I wish I had made another dollar, but they do get to the end of their life and say, I wish I had spent my time doing this. I wish I had spent more time with the people that I love. Especially, I wish I had gone after the passions I wanted to do or the things that I really wanted to do in my life, but I couldn't afford to because I was spending all my time making a buck. I was spending all my time trying to make money. So I would say that um, you need to find a way to become time rich as well. And that's very, very important because life is way too short. That's what I'd leave you with. Ryan Page, everyone. I thank you so much for jumping on here today, Brian, and helping our audience to conquer the world of passive income. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. Okay, so once again, watchfreetraining.com. That's where you're going to get the book, plus all those extra add-ons that Brian shared. And this is a really awesome opportunity, guys, and something that uh, I'm excited about getting a copy from Brian as well, because it really is cool for me to look at this because this is a book that takes the Robert Kiyosaki mindset and just takes it to the next level, brings it up to 2022. And now instead of looking at having to own something to create passive cash flow, we can either create or control in order to get cash flow as well. So I love that evolution of the mindset. Um, something tells me that this is going to be one of those books that is partnered with the Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book in the future with people talking about the evolutionary version of it. So go get it. Be one of the first. Watchfreetraining.com. And that is where you're going to be able to get that plus the free add-ons. For now, thank you for joining us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of Airbnb. Hey, Fearless Investor community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called the Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals.